Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to subscribe or comment or share it with a friend. Thanks for joining us today. I don't know about where you are, but here in Toronto, the weather is absolutely beautiful. It's warm, it's sunny, it's a good time to be outside walking. Which is appropriate because this week we enter a new book of the Torah, which is all about being outside walking. We're starting the book of Numbers. In English, it's called Numbers because it begins with a census. I'll talk about that in a moment. In Hebrew, though, it's called Bamidbar, which means in the wilderness. Because, of course, this is the book of the Torah that takes place in the wilderness. This book describes the 40 years of wandering in the desert on our way from Egypt to the promised land. Now, the desert in Judaism is a very powerful motif. In fact, it's really clear as you read that what's going on here is not only physical wandering, but a kind of spiritual wandering. The desert, the wilderness, is a kind of an in-between place. You're no longer in Egypt, but you're not yet at the promised land. You're no longer what you were before, but you're not yet what you are becoming. The desert is a place of wandering, of learning, but the desert is also a place of uncertainty. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what will be required. You don't exactly know how you're going to get where you're going. In that sense, the pandemic that we're in feels a little bit like wandering in the wilderness. We don't know what to expect. We don't know what will be required. As this thing enters its third or fourth month, we don't know exactly how long it will last or how long it will take to get to the other side or even exactly how we will get there. So we can look to this Torah portion for some comfort and some guidance. What do you need when you enter the wilderness? The first thing you need is to know who's there with you. And that's how this portion begins. Se'u et rosh kol adat b'nei Israel. God commands Moses, take a census, literally lift up the heads of all the people there in the wilderness with you. Find out who's there. Count them. Organize them by tribes and clans. The reason for this census is partly military and it's partly for taxation. They need to know who's present, how many, what ages, and what kind of capability they have as a people. But again, this isn't only physical. The other thing that they're learning through the census is their own spiritual capacity to support one another, to be a community. Before the census actually takes place, the Torah actually lists off the names of 12 tribal leaders who will assist in taking the census. These are mostly not names that are familiar. This isn't Moses and Aaron. This is Elitzur, son of Shadeur, Shlumiel, son of Tsuri Shaddai. Names of tribal leaders who took on an administrative role here of helping count the members of their tribes. But there is one name among them all that might be familiar. From the tribe of Judah, Nachshon, son of Aminadav. Who is Nachshon? Well, the Torah doesn't exactly tell us. In fact, it lists him a couple of times, but it doesn't say much about him at all. But the rabbis want to know, who are these people? What made them so special that they were chosen to lead this thing? And so the rabbis tell stories about them. And here's the story they tell about this Nachshon, son of Aminadav. The Midrash says that prior to this, when the people of Israel were just making their way out of Egypt, 
standing at the shores of the Red Sea. The Egyptian army was coming behind them. The people were looking at freedom on the other side of the sea. But in front of them, of course, was the water. Moses lifted up his hands to part the Red Sea, and nothing happened. The Israelites stood waiting for the waters to part, each looking at the other, wondering what was going on. Does God really not intend to save us? Are we stuck here? Are we about to be re-enslaved by the Egyptians or worse, killed here on the shores of the sea? Even Moses didn't know what to do until one man named Nachshon, the son of Aminadav, started to wade his way into the water. He took a step and then another step. And the further into the water he got, the deeper it was. Now Nachshon was in water up to his ankles and now his knees, now to his waist and now to his chest. And yet he kept walking forward. Behind the Israelites, the Egyptians kept getting closer. In front of them, Nachshon continued to walk into the deepening water. He cried out, Mi chamocha ba'ilim Adonai, who is like you, O God, maker of miracles? And as those words exited his mouth, the waters rose up over his chin. He cried out, Mi chamocha nedar ba'kodesh, who is like you, O holy one? And just as those words left his mouth, the waters covered his face, and then they parted. Nachshon, not Moses was the one who parted the water because he had the faith and he had the willingness to act. So what's so special about this Nachshon? Nachshon wades into the water because he knows he has the opportunity to make a difference. And he knows that he can't just leave it to God or leave it to chance to make the world a little better. He doesn't stop to ponder, should I? Do I have time? How much will it cost me? Am I making a long-term commitment? He just wades his way into the water. We all know Nachshons in our world. They're the ones who look for opportunities to do good. They donate to important causes. They volunteer their time. They make masks for healthcare workers. They give blood. They reach out to elderly community members. They work in hospitals and nursing homes and grocery stores. They care for us and for our loved ones and see to our needs during difficult times. The Nachshons are all of those people who are making a difference in our lives, who are leading us through the Red Sea into the wilderness. So the message of this Torah portion of this Bamidbar, or in the desert, is that we all have the capacity to be Nachshon. In fact, we all need to be a little bit of Nachshon right now. So in the coming week, it's worth considering how we can make a difference as we make our way through the wilderness. Because even though we feel very much alone, we're all in this together. And when we act in ways that make the world a better place, we actually feel much less alone. Se'u et Rosh, it says, lift up the heads of the people around you in the wilderness. May we lift one another up through our acts of generosity. May we reach out to each other to form a stronger community, wading together into the waters as we march together across the wilderness. Shabbat Shalom. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment, and please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.